Hey listeners, welcome back. We are just rolling through the series right now. It is super intense because we're talking about some really interesting opportunities with different uh, different speakers that we have um, that are coming on board and tuning in to Real Talk. So actually, there's not really any guest speakers today, although you will hear from one of our partners here uh, who hasn't been um, in our series to kind of talk through a lot of this. But uh, with me today is myself, Maria, Michelle, and Keith. So we are super excited here to talk through a little bit about uh, and continue our, our conversations on mentoring moments. So, you know, Michelle, I think we've been talking a little bit about, you know, kind of our perspectives, but it's super interesting. We have Keith here today really drilling into, um, you know, what individuals would have liked to have known um, before, you know, kind of getting into a leadership position, what would have been kind of the nice to have beforehand. Brandon just spoke uh, on our last episode and gave us a ton of insights um, and really kind of followed a little bit of some of, uh, you know, kind of his outlines that you had provided in regards to the questions that we were looking for. So Michelle, like, what are we, what are we talking to, you know, the, the guests about today, you know, kind of, I would love for, for you to drill in a little bit further and, um, you know, kind of elevate this and, and set us up for a good conversation. Absolutely. So, you know, one of the realities and guys, you probably in a leadership role, you're probably thinking, man, my company is like, they didn't even tell me any of this stuff. Here's the reality. The reason you're going to find about a million results if you search things a first-time manager should know on the internet is because there are just some things that you don't think about telling someone they're not part of a training. It's not a process or a procedure. It's not some computer you have to use. It's just kind of advice. And the reality is most companies don't include it as part of the process. We are super, super, super lucky to give Keith the stage on this because Keith has, for the bulk of his career, um, actually for all of his career, he's been an educator. And for the bulk of his career, that has revolved around leaders, whether it was first-time leaders or executives. Keith is around people within that leadership role regularly. And he flawlessly, flawlessly, did you like that word, Keith? He flawlessly helps them navigate some of the challenges that they face in their role as managers of people. So Keith, just like with everything, we're going to kick it off with one question. And then like a good um, educator, we're going to go where it goes. But when you think about something that you wish you had known before you became a leader or in your role, something that you see others stumbling on all the time, what are some of the things that stand out to you? Well, first off, thanks for that incredible introduction. (laughs) But yeah, definitely, definitely something comes to mind immediately because Uh, You talk about developing leaders and especially around new leaders, the questions always come up around what are the techniques I need to know? What what do I need to know how to do in order to set expectations or to hold people accountable or make my team more productive? And what I wished somebody had told me or had demonstrated to me early on is that by far more important than any sort of 
you know, model or leadership technique is being able to, to grow and cultivate and maintain a relationship. You know, conventional thinking used to be that, you know, you should be the authoritative figure. You should be their boss. You should not be their friend. Now we know better. I think now we know that the more that you know about your, the people that follow you, the more that you can relate to them, the more that you can share common experiences and have conversations and experiences with them where, where you're connecting on more than just a superficial level is far more important than any, any sort of leadership technique or, or, or model that you'll ever learn. Because we, we've said things, we've said these cliches before, not, not this group, but I mean, in business as a whole is that people don't leave businesses, they leave, you know, their boss or things like that. And that, but the truth is, is that we know that, you know, the biggest aha moment for me has always been, it's so much more about the relationship you're able to develop with the people that follow you than understanding how to set expectations the, the right way or how to hold people accountable or how to write somebody up. So that's probably my biggest one that I wish I would have learned early on. Knowing that you had to figure that out for yourself, what were some of the places you stumbled before you got there? You know, I can distinctly remember, you know, in some of my early leadership roles where I go in with this expectation that I have to go in and say, you know, kind of with this mentality that, you know, this is the way things are now. There's a new sheriff in town and that you need to be this, you know, that, I, that, I, that I'm supposed to set expectations and drive results and, you know, establish expectations of tasks and efficiency and, and things like that. And the response is less than stellar because the people who are, are supposed to be looking to me for leadership are just saying, well, who is this guy? We know nothing about him. We know nothing about his background. What gives him the right to come in and, and, and say that this is how we're doing things now? And it, it took some time for, for me to get past that whole, oh, you know, I've got a that mentality of, oh, I've got a group of people that just can't be led to, oh, maybe it's something I'm doing wrong. And what I was doing wrong was I was not establishing any sort of relationship. You know, it's funny that you say that because I feel like the world has always been in that place. You, I mean, you nailed it. People always wanted to know the people they work with. And okay, here's the deal, guys. You are not their counselor. I'm, that's not what we're suggesting. But the only way to truly create teamwork is to be invested in another person. And how can you create that investment if you don't actually get to know them? So Keith, if you could give, let's say, around that topic, two or three pieces of advice, how leaders can get this right, what mm -hmm. would you tell them to do? First, I would say is don't be afraid to share personal experiences because when you share personal experiences with the people that you're leading, it, it builds trust. And to be honest, if there's no trust, there's no reason for them to follow you. There's no reason for them to listen to what you have to say. And the quickest way to get somebody's trust is to show that you are not above them, to show that you are just another person. You have experiences just like them. If you share some things that they can relate to, it's going to help build that trust. So the second piece of advice that I would give is around the statement that we've always said in leadership is don't ask somebody to do something that you wouldn't do yourself. But I don't think that that statement relates to tasks. I think it relates more to attitude. 
And what I mean by that is you cannot expect your employees or the people following you to come in and be excited or energized about doing their job if you're walking into work in a pissed off attitude every day. And so there's always been this, you know, this struggle between managers and employees where if a manager does not know how to perform a technical task, then there might be this view from the employees of, well, how can they ask me to do something that they don't know how to do? That conversation is never going to happen if you set the expectation that, that I'm not asking you to do something different than I would do, but I'm asking you, it is, I'm asking you not to be something different than I'm willing to be. So if I'm willing to be energetic, if I'm willing to be positive, if I'm willing to be, you know, put my best foot forward, then that's what I can expect from you. But if I'm going to walk into the office every day, you know, carrying, you know, stuff from home and personal issues and all the stresses that come along with my job, and it's going to just exude from me like, like I'm this miserable person, I can't expect any, anything different from my employees. That, that's a critical component, right? Uh, when you're talking about some of these takeaways, you can't, you can't, you know, it's not necessarily about, like you mentioned, doing the, the tactical pieces. It's about just kind of your overall attitude and how you support it as a leader. Absolutely. I love that advice. And for our listeners, I hope you took our advice. Um, when Marie and I told you in the first episode, bring a pad to this and jot down the things that you're struggling with and the advice that we've come out of it. Because to close this out, I want to revisit a piece of advice that we gave our listeners in the first episode, which was find yourself a mentor. If your leader didn't assign one for you, go get one on your own. So let's pretend for a moment that they have done that already. They've identified who they want as their mentor and even asked the person and the person is on board. How would you suggest that I, as the new leader or the mentee, set up our relationship with a mentor? How do I make sure we get off on the right foot? The first thing I would say is that the the relationship has to be set and has to be established by the leader. Before any sort of advice is given, before any sort of uh, projects or tasks are assigned, there's two things that need to happen. First, the leader needs to make the time to understand and appreciate who this person is. Know about what they're what they like, what they don't like, what they what they love, what they hate, um, what they believe, what their values are. If you don't know the person that you're going to be mentoring, how can you ever give any any sort of advice? The second piece, and it's kind of related to the first, but it's a little different. The second piece is you have to understand why they're doing what they're doing. Why are they in the role that they're doing? What makes them tick? What are the rewards they get out of it? And the reason why that's important to know as the leader is because you have to know how to relate to them. When you're talking about, when you're giving them advice and telling them what you think they should do next, you've got to be able to tie it back to why they're doing what they're doing to begin with. So for me, as somebody who's mentoring somebody for the first time, you got to get to know them. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Keith. We appreciate your time here today. And it's just good for all of us to get together, cross collaborate, give some words of wisdom to a lot of our listeners. I mean, there's so many individuals, whether you're an HR person, you're or a leader, your startup organization, whatever it is, take Keith's advice, get to know them, right? You have to sit there and get to know individuals. You have to understand that leadership takes some time, you know, and 
the conversations can continue about this because there's so much we can do to really incorporate some of our leadership into our day-to-day and our communication. So until next time, listeners, stay tuned. We have an awesome, awesome special guest as well on our next series. Thanks. Bye.